everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helium 10's Weekly Buzz. My name is Carrie Miller, and this is the show where we get you familiar with the latest news in the Amazon and e-commerce space, interview people in the industry that you need to know and hear from, and provide a training tip of the week that will give you some serious strategies for serious sellers of any level on Amazon, Walmart, and the e-commerce world. So let's see what's buzzing. So today I'm going to talk about some really big news that's happened in Amazon this week. So we'll talk a little bit about that and the terms of service updates that they have. We're also going to interview Michael Labar, who is a multi-million dollar Walmart seller, and he also owns a Walmart agency called Cellcourt. So I'm really excited to interview him about some things you can do for the holiday season to boost your sales. And then we're going to give you a key a tip tip of the week, basically, that's uh, keyword title density. So it's going to help you with your launching strategies going along with Bradley's Maldives honeymoon launch strategies. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the news. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the update to Amazon's uh, policies. So a lot of us were kind of waiting to see if Amazon would actually make an official response to Search Find Buy. Many of us use Search Find Buy to rank our products. And if you're not familiar with Search Find Buy, Search Find Buy is basically when we use services like uh, Rebate Key, where you offer your products for either free or a very big discount and uh, people go and buy them. And you can do something called a treasure hunt where you say, OK, I'm selling a dog harness. And so you might want to rank for the keyword dog harness. So you say, okay, I want you to go search on Amazon for dog harness and then buy the product from there. So the person will go, they'll buy the, they'll go search dog harness on Amazon. They'll click it and they'll buy it. And then about 30 days later, you actually refund them whatever amount, either a percentage or the whole price of the product. So um, as of right now, that is probably not going to be going anymore. That was something that we used to help us rank organically because it was an organic search and organic um, thing. So um, I, I wanted to go ahead and share what the actual policy is. So it says um, under the acting fairly portion, it says you must act fairly and lawfully and may not misuse any service provided by Amazon. Examples of unfair activities include manipulating sales rank, such as accepting fake orders or orders that you have paid for or refunded externally or orders that you have discounted externally or making claims about sales rank in product titles or descriptions. And then the second part is attempting to influence search results by inflating search ranking through keyword manipulations or incentivizing customer searches to appear as organic behavior. So Unfortunately, it seems that those kinds of strategies are not going to work. However, I do believe that we'll all be able to maneuver and find different strategies. I know there are some great strategies in the Maldives honeymoon episodes that Bradley has gone over. You've got some PPC strategies. So if you haven't checked out those podcasts, check them out and learn some new ways that you can make sure that you rank when you're launching your products. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was supply chain issues. It seems that supply issues are actually easy. Now, they're not completely back to normal, but um, things like the energy shortages and port capacity limits have eased in the recent weeks. The number of ships actually waiting to unload in the port of Los Angeles and in, in Long Beach, um, which is the biggest place where everything is imported from Asia, actually, in the U.S., um, it has actually improved. There were 71 containers, container ships offshore that were anchored. I don't know if anyone lives near here like me, but you can see them off the shore. But now they're down 
from 86, which was, you know, a few days ago. So they're actually, you know, working on decreasing the number of ships that are out there. And before the pandemic happened, they never were out there just waiting. So they would always just go straight to port and unload. So um, this is quite a new situation for many of us, but it does seem to be easing. They are saying that um, things should actually ease up a little bit uh, with the Chinese New Year because production is going to slow down for that time frame for about a month or two. So because of that slowdown, they'll be able to catch up with the container ships that are already over here. Also, they're saying that rates have gone down quite a bit. And that's, you know, music to our ears because shipping rates have gone up massively over the last year or so. So they are showing signs of some easing. So we'll see how that goes, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And it looks like that, you know, that look is good. We don't know for sure that the rates will go back to what they used to be, but um, that is the hope. Um, big chains like Walmart, Target, they actually stocked up early this year to prepare for the holiday season. So in terms of preparedness for a lot of these, a lot of people actually, or a lot of sellers um, stocked up early. So it seems to be okay for this holiday season. There's still a high demand for consumer goods. So that's a good sign. Um, factory output in um, places like uh, Vietnam and different, different areas over there, they're actually increased production. So that's really good news for the next year. And China has actually kind of gone back to normal. So they're, they've been at almost the same capacity since October because things have eased there, which is really good news. Um, also, the shortages of shipping containers, which we saw because all the shipping containers were over in the U.S. side and they didn't have any over on the China side. That issue is um, easing as well. So there's definitely, um, you know, some good signs on the horizon. I we don't we can't say how much back to normal it will get, but there are some signs of easing. So that's really um, good news for all of us. Um, and then the last thing is Walmart Q3 sales actually were up eight percent, and so they're in a really good place. For Q4, they've actually gained a total of 87% since the same period in 2019. So that's just a huge amount of growth um, since pre-pandemic -pan, pre days. Um, and they, the giant Walmart.com and Walmart continues to expand digitally. Um, in terms of preparedness, again, for Q4, Walmart's inventory is up 11.5% from last year. They also added 21 million SKUs in Q3. So they are very prepared for Q4. So I'm excited to see what their sales are going to be for Q4. So stay tuned. We'll have updates on that. Okay. So the next thing I want to do is I want to invite Michael Labar on to our show. And he is a Walmart seller, multi-million dollar Walmart seller. And he also owns Cellcord, which is an agency. So um, he has a lot of amazing Walmart knowledge. I've learned so much from him. So he's an expert and the guru in the field. So um, thanks so much for joining, Michael. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. So I guess we'll go ahead and get into it because a lot of people, you know, have been asking me about increasing their sales on Walmart and going into Q4 for a holiday. What is what is one way that you see that people can, you know, something easy that people can do to increase their sales on Walmart.com? Great question. And I think something simple that everybody could do pretty easily um, is really go into your account and do promo updates. So by doing a promo update, you, it has a strike through price and then you could you could put a, a sale price or you know you could put a higher MS you could put a higher MSRP and have that as a, a strike through price. Um, it really helps increase conversions right away and Walmart shoppers are price conscious. so we've seen that have actually a really big improvement on conversion rate. Um, so I think that's something easily that you could pretty much do right away. 
as well as um, campaigns and flash deals. Uh, not all accounts have access to it, but you should look on your account under growth opportunities. And then you could see an option to submit campaigns and flash deals, which are similar to lightning deals, but they're free. So uh, I would say it's great to just submit those and, you know, capitalize on some of those extra sales. Awesome. Those are really good tips. Um, okay. So I've actually gotten this question quite a few times. What should you do if um, your advertising campaigns are not getting any impressions? For that question, there's, there's really, you know, there could be a, a multitude of reasons, but I, I think the simplest things that you could do for that are really two things. Um, firstly, go into your, um, your listing and go into growth opportunities and check if you're in the right product type. Um, you know, there's no way to know exactly which is the right product type, but it's pretty obvious sometimes, like if you're, you know, selling a resistance bands and you're in home and kitchen. So, um, I, number one, I would make sure that that's in, cause a lot of, oftentimes it's in the wrong product type and that's why you're not going to be getting any visibility. So you won't be getting any impressions. I think that's number one, first thing you should do, but really what you could, um, you could do for your advertising campaigns is look at your bids. Um, because, um, Walmart is a first price um, bid, a bid auction. So meaning that whatever price you put, um, bid price you put, that's what you're going to be paying for. Um, so if you're not getting any impressions up the price of your bid, and then, um, you might, you, 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 you could see, start seeing impressions. Um, a lot of people are just keeping their campaigns at the minimum. Um, and you're, it's not going to tell you if you're not, if you're not winning the bid. So you just won't be seeing impressions. So I would play around with the bid, with the bit, your bid amount. So you could see if you're, if you will start getting impressions. That's a really good thing to highlight because in Amazon, you can actually bid higher and you won't necessarily pay that price. You'll just pay the the, the price that it's going for. But on Walmart, you literally, if you say $5, you'll pay $5 for a click. So exactly. that's yep. really good to know. Um, it, yeah, very good information. Um, and then what is a, another, just like a strategy to increase your sales on Walmart? Like just what are some things that you can give to the people just to overall increase your sales? So a strategy that we like doing um, is is bundling. So on bundling, um, bundling on Amazon is a little more difficult besides for virtual bundles, but bundling on Amazon, because it, it, it costs a lot to really take up more real estate on Amazon. It's expensive to launch products. It's expensive to maintain products on Amazon. On Walmart, it's it's really um, cost efficient to launch more products and you, there's not as much search demand. So you want to take up as much of the real estate as you can, so to say. So what we like doing is really creating bundles where um, you, we could create a few different bundles where as long as we're still in the same price point, so it could be sometimes like a very small, um, small add on to the product where we could still stay in the same price range. Um, and it allows us to just take a much more visibility. And we've seen that to actually be really effective. That is a, a really good point that if you bundle, you want to stay within the same price range. Like, do you have any tips for finding any, like you, you just kind of add something really just make it stand out or. What we like doing is we actually go to frequently bought together of products when we use the, when we use Helium 10 and we actually just look for products that are like if they're that have like a a, an, a cost of goods that wouldn't really increase our price range a lot. Because if you're increasing a price range, we're not able to compete for the same keywords, which just ruins the entire point of it. So if we if there's anything that, you know, costs a dollar or two dollars and we don't really have to increase our our price or very minimally increase our price. Um, that's what we like doing. And sometimes we'll do three, four or five bundles for um, just targeting that same keyword. So we could have more visibility. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. That's, I think that's really great information for a lot of people. I think those are questions that I've, you know, I've heard a lot of people asking. So thanks so much for answering those and thanks for coming on today. No problem. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. 
All right. So now let's go ahead and get into our tip of the week. So we are going to be talking about keyword title density. So uh, we will go ahead and let Bradley talk to you more about this strategy. Title density comes up currently in about three of our tools and probably will be more later. Magnet, Cerebro, and Blackbox. I'm going to talk about in this video how to use them in each one. But first of all, let me just explain what it is. So as part of the Maldives honeymoon launch strategy that we talked about in uh, Serious Sellers podcast episodes uh, 200, 250, and also 300, uh, the title density refers to how many products on page one of the search results of a keyword have that searched term in the title in exact phrase form. In other words, if I were to search for coffin shelf and look on Amazon, there's 50 organic results, right? That come up. Well, how many, um, listings there on page one that actually has coffin shelf in the phrase form, not coffin in the first part of the title and shelf at the very end, but coffin shelf. If there is eight listings that had coffin shelf in the title, the title density for coffin shelf is eight because there's eight listings that have it. Now, why is this important? It, we, we've done lots of studies that show the, uh, the, smaller you get that number, like let's say there's only two or three, it is super, super easy to get to page one. Sometimes you can get to page one even on day one of a brand new product if like nobody else has it in the title other than you. Conversely, if you find a keyword that has like 40 out of the 50 products all have it on page one, that exact keyword, the title density is 40 or 50, it's going to be harder to rank on page one. Not that that's a bad, uh, completely bad product to do or that you shouldn't put it in your title, but it's just you just got to know that it's a little bit harder. So in our tools, whenever you see a, a keyword now, you're going to start seeing this title density filter. Let me first show you how to use it in Blackbox. So I'm here in Blackbox for keywords. And uh, from here, I'm going to enter in some different fields here. So the field I entered here was, hey, show me a, a keyword with at least 5,000 search volume in pet supplies and that has at least two words. And then I also put our brand new filter title density, uh, minimum zero, maximum three. And I just can start looking, you know, here at some of these keywords here, dog birthday toy, pet food storage containers. Uh, I personally don't like looking for words to have uh, in plural because you usually don't want to put a plural in your title anyways. Um, cat scooper, that might be interesting. Dog coat with harness. Let's just take a look at that. 10,000 people are searching for dog coat with harness. All right but the uh, title density is only, let's see, two the last time we checked. Let's take a look at how that looks on Amazon. Dog coat with harness. Okay, this is kind of like what I pictured it would be. And you see the way that people are describing it are other keywords, you know, like dog fashion vest, dog jacket, dog jacket, dog coat, winter warm coat, winter jacket with harness, right? So you know, th this looks like a competitive niche. Actually, maybe not me. look at this. This is page one, position three, and it only has like four, uh, four reviews here. But anyways, my point is nobody hardly is using dog coat with harness. So this is one way to do product research. Like maybe I want to look into this niche and say, Hey, if I, if I have a new listing and I say dog coat with harness in the title, I'm almost instantly going to get to this, uh, the top of the page one of this keyword that has over 10,000 searches. 
on it. Okay, so that's the way to use it in black box. Now, what, what about Cerebro or, or Magna? Uh, let me just uh, um, go into one of these listings here. Let's like take a look at this one here. This one has like 1,700 reviews. And if I were to go into Cerebro for this item, all right, you can actually go in, into Cerebro here from Cerebro itself. I can put the ASIN. I can actually do that from right here on the actual product page by hitting keywords right here, okay? So here in Cerebro, uh, I ran that one check on that, um, that dog vest, right? So again, same thing. Let me say, hey, show me something that's searched for at least 5,000 times where the title density is, let's just say, maximum of two. And then all the keywords here that are related to this dog harness one um, is going to come up. And we can see different ones. Uh, large, dark dog coat. You know, that just is shocking to me that that not many people have that in the title. Uh, hoodies for dogs. Uh, large dog clothes. Orange dog vest. A fleece dog sweater. So this is telling me two things. Number one, potential new product ideas I could have knowing that not many people even have this in the title. Or if it is a keyword that absolutely has to do with my listing, um, you know, like dachshund sweater. Um, if my product is a dachshund sweater, I know like, man, if I get that one in the title, I'm going to be on page one potentially within a few days of maybe just running some PPC or something of a keyword that has 9,000 searches. So again, uh, title density, guys, you're going to see this a little bit more often in our tools. Black Box, Magnet, and Cerebro are the first ones where you can start using this in order to find those kind of hidden gem keywords that nobody is using in their titles and knowing that your path to page one is easier. As a reminder, if you want to find out more about why title keywords are important, make sure to check out episodes 200 or 250 or even 300 of the Serious Sellers podcast. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you in the next video. All right. So that is pretty much it for our show. So um, those last little tips from Bradley are really great. Um, there's a lot of little different things that you can do to help improve your rank. And I know it's a sad news about the terms of service update, but there are plenty of other things that we can do to maneuver. So and that's one of them. Um, also, uh, just want to thank you guys for joining today and make sure to join us every week. If you are not also following us on LinkedIn, we would love to uh, see you on our LinkedIn. We actually post a lot of great content on LinkedIn and we'd love to connect with you there. So go ahead. If you haven't yet, uh, follow us on LinkedIn. Um, but otherwise, thank you so much for joining and we hope to see you again next week.